It's Tuesday, January 9th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the uh, Guardians are getting ready for Guards Fest uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, not a lot of uh, movement right now in terms of uh, free agency or the trade market uh, on the hot stove. Uh, so with not a lot to sort of speculate on or, 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 or you know, sit here and, and make wild guesses about what could be happening. I thought we'd uh, we'd take a, a, a show here, a, a podcast, to to break down some of the pitching and some of the players that we're going to see uh, this upcoming season most often uh, opposing the Guardians and, and who some of the top pitchers in the American League Central Division are, uh, you know, after the early part of free agency here. You know, not all, every roster is completely settled. Uh, but some teams in the division have have made some moves, made some some signings and some trades, and there's a uh, you know a, a good amount of talent that's left the division in terms of uh, starting pitching. You you saw Sonny Gray uh, sign in St. Louis, and you saw Eduardo Rodriguez uh, sign, I believe, in in Arizona, um, and so those are two top pitchers that uh, the Guardians won't have to worry about this year. Uh, but certainly there are a few uh, a few guys who will step in and, and take their place. Uh, just your take on right now what overall the quality of pitching in the American League Central Division uh, is compared to, let's say, you know, any other division in the American League or uh, in, in baseball in general. Yeah, Joe, I, I think, uh, you know, it's pretty weak. Um, I think, uh, the, especially in the rotation, you know, in, in the uh, five AL Central teams. And, uh, you know, that, that gives me, uh, I can see why Cleveland might have, you know, uh, uh, even with its, you know, offensive deficiencies, might still have, believe they still have a chance uh, to, to win this division based on their young starters. Um, you know, I think uh, that gives them a leg up. But, you know, when you look at the rotate, you know, the rotations, you know, uh, in, you know, in the division, you know, uh, you know, Minnesota had a great, had a great starting rotation last year. Uh, they had the best DRA in the, uh, uh, in the American League, second best in MLB. But as you pointed out, you know, they lost Sonny Gray. They lost Kent Maeda. They lost, uh, Tyler Maley. Um, so, you know, th- they're kind of, uh, you know, they're they're kind of you know searching they're they're trying to uh, you know add some pieces and uh, you know the other rotations you know it's kind of like a ghost town almost. Yeah, I I saw there was a, a tweet uh, that I had seen something posted on social media uh, that the Guardians starting rotation uh, projected to rank 24th in the league something something that, that it just kind of struck me as. Uh, you know, ridiculously low uh, based on the the potential talent that they have. You have the, uh, you know, Tanner Bybee, a, 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 um, I'm sorry, a rookie of the year runner up last year. Uh, you have Gavin Williams, who, who looks like he's got all the makings of uh, a frontline starter. And, and Logan Allen uh, contributed, uh, you know, nicely every time he was challenged last year. Uh, as far as the Guardians rotation, where it stacks up and where it could rank not just in terms of uh, the the division next uh, by the end of next year, but um, you know in, in all of baseball, where where do you see them? Do you see them middle of the road? Do you see them bottom third of the league, or or, or could they push towards that top? 
Well, I think uh, it all depends. So much depends on, you know, the status of Shane Bieber. Does he stay? Does he go? Is he healthy? You know, does he still need time uh, to recover from that elbow injury? And Tristan McKenzie as as well. Uh, is he is he fully healed from uh, you know the UCL UCL strain? Uh, you know that side that limited him to just four starts last year. But you know, last season in the American League, uh, you know, just uh, uh, based on the AL Central teams, the Twins had the best DRA at three eight two. Uh, Cleveland was second with a 4.09 and then the Tigers White Sox and Kansas City followed them you know the the Royals just uh had a 5.12 ERA 14th in in a 15 team American League yeah i and and you look at some of the moves i guess so far this offseason that the the Royals have made uh you know they've gone out and and sort of tried to address that with some veterans uh, acquiring some guys who who you know are at least going to eat innings in guys like Michael Waka, uh, Seth Lugo, and and really with them for as much as uh, you know the Guardians have had pitchers come, young pitchers come in and you know produce and you know give them sort of a lot of hope for for the future. Uh, the Guardian, uh, the the Royals who had all of this you know top young talented pitching in their system. That once it got to the big leagues, it's it's really sort of sort of been a letdown for in, in a lot of ways. Brady Singer, Chris Bubich, uh, Daniel Lynch, uh, these are all guys who they were sort of expected to come in and and you know be really good. And uh, so far they've they've been pretty mediocre uh, it, it, for for the Royals. And uh, it, it looks like this offseason, at least the Royals have tried to make uh, a lot of moves on the pitching side of things. Yeah, they've been one of the biggest spenders on the free agent market. Over a hundred million dollars spent uh, bringing some, trying to bring some new talent in. You know, not only in the rotation, like you said, with Lugo and Waka, but with uh, in the bullpen with Chris Stratton, uh, Will Smith, Nick Anderson. So they brought some, uh, you know, kind of veteran arms in there. And Joe, there's a kid with uh, the Royals that's kind of interesting. He came over from Texas uh, late in the season. Um, uh, Cole Re- Re- uh, Reagans, he mm-hmm. went uh, in 12 starts last season, went five and two with a 2.64 ERA, former number one pick of the Rangers. So he might help them as well. Yeah. And, and all of these guys, you know, that we're talking about, you've got to think about maybe, you know, the guardians are going to see them, you know, one, two, maybe three times in a season, uh, for some of them. So, uh, you know, just keep an eye on, uh, and you look at what the Tigers did are 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 doing right now. Uh, you know, Turek Skubal uh, had a really good season last year. He was limited a little bit with injuries, but uh, you know they're expecting him to be pretty good this year. But uh, I look at the bullpen and and what the Tigers did there, and they went out and got Andrew Chafin. Uh, they've got Alex Lang. Uh, you know, Chafin's a lefty, and and it's the Tigers realizing, hey, you know, Cleveland's got a left-hand dominant lineup, and uh, you know, the, the, the twins have some left-handed power bats over there. Uh, we're going to need lefty arms coming out of the bullpen, lefty power arms coming out of the bullpen. Uh, if, if we're going to win some, some games late against these guys. Yeah, definitely. They've added, uh, Shelby Miller, you know, former, you know, you know, a high, uh, highly touted, uh, pitcher. Uh, they've, uh, you know, Jason Foley, uh, 
is you know has one of the best uh, two seam fastballs in baseball. They so they and Alex Lang really he had a nice year last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know they added Jack Flaherty to the rotation. So uh, you know they've uh, they've they've you know they've finished second in the in the division last season, and I think you know they're looking to improve. They've got, uh, you know, at the at the bottom of their rotation, they've got maybe two spots open for, uh, you know, three guys, uh, Matt Manning, Reese Olsen, Casey Mize. Obviously, you know, Casey Mize, a guy who at one time, the you know, the, the expectations were sky high on this guy. Uh, do, do you think uh, there's a, maybe a diamond in the rough out of the those three that could could step forward and, and help their rotation this year? Yeah, Joe, I think, uh, you know, those are all, uh, you know, Manning and, and, uh, Casey Mize are all, you know, big, high, high, high draft picks. If they can stay healthy, they certainly could help. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's the big key. It seems to be a big key for a lot of these teams, uh, this year. And then we, uh, you know, we get to, uh, the White Sox down, uh, at, at sort of the bottom of the, the division right now. Uh, Dylan Cease doesn't project to be on this team. Uh, very much longer, if if at all, uh, when they get to spring training, uh, the, the the trade might happen before then. Uh, he's he's got you know a lot of team control, so that's why you know a, a deal is more complicated because obviously the the White Sox are going to want a lot more in return. Uh, but if if Cease isn't in the equation for um, you know this AL Central division, if he if he's there, if he's on the White Sox, he's he's the best pitcher in the division right now right uh you gotta you gotta think that um but if he's if he's not on their roster then the the al central doesn't have to worry about him yeah i mean and that the white Sox rotation joe i mean if cease is gone that means what cease would be gone mike clevenger would be gone giolito would be gone lance lynn would be gone all you know all significant you know, starters from that rotation last year. So, you know, I, I'm not sure which which direction the White Sox are going in. No, if if you're a White Sox fan right now and you're and you're looking at the pitching side of things and uh, you've got a lot of questions as to who's going to be starting games for you, uh, be a lot of guys who were pitching in Japan last year or uh, you know not necessarily the the, the front line starters that you're uh, you're used to seeing. Uh, really, the only guy right now, I think. Uh, on that roster who might uh, maybe two guys on the White Sox roster who, who stand out might scare you a little bit. Michael Kopech, if he gets it going, if he can stay healthy, he's a, he's a, you know, a, a good quality arm. Uh, and then Garrett Crochet, uh, we've seen him. This is the, the, the big lefty uh, who can get it up there uh, about a million miles an hour, but I, I'm, I'm not sure if he's dealing with some, some health concerns right now. Uh, if he might've had surgery and uh, what the, uh, what the, the deal is with them with when those two are healthy, uh, those are pretty much the only threats in their, in their rotation. Yeah, Joe, the, uh, they added, uh, in the bullpen, they added Tim Hill, kind of a veteran lefty that I think uh, pitched like every time Cleveland played Kansas city a couple of years ago, this guy pitched mm-hmm. and, uh, Eric, uh, and then in the, in the uh, rotation, they've added Eric, Fr- uh, freed, I think it's freed and Chris mm-hmm. Flexen, you know, uh, who pitched for Seattle, uh, uh, you know, a couple years ago. So those are kind of guys that, you know, they're, they're trying to fill some holes in that rotation. But, uh, you know, they, they look like they're willing to trade just about anybody. They traded Aaron Bummer. 
uh, you know, that uh, they're, they're kind of – who was really a good left-handed reliever mm-hmm. to uh, Atlanta for like five guys. So, you know, yeah. they are really in a rebuild mode. Yeah, the uh, the Guardians face bummer pretty much every time they, they face the, uh, the White Sox uh, during last season because, you know, obviously the, the left-on-left thing uh, was, was big for them. Uh, just to, to, t- to circle back to the Twins, you know, we talked about Pablo Lopez and, you know, just how good of a season he had uh, last year. And, you know, he led the uh, – of all the uh, pitchers currently in the division, he's got the – the highest uh, fan graphs war from last season. Uh, so he's coming off a, a really strong year. Uh, Bailey Ober, Joe Ryan are both guys who at, at different times have, have given the Guardians fits. They've, they've been really tough on them, uh, particularly Joe Ryan. Uh, they, they, the Cleveland got to him a couple of times uh, over the last season uh, to, to sort of, you know, make the numbers not as dominant, but, uh, again, he's uh, Ryan's another guy who, who you don't want to see uh, too many times in a season uh, if you're Cleveland. Uh, but uh, two guys I want you to, to keep an eye on. Uh, I mentioned uh, Jorge Alcala uh, had a pretty nice uh, stint with the club, uh, made made you know about a dozen appearances at the end of the year. Uh, and Cody Funderburk, uh, a, a, you know, a rookie uh, last season, and he came up uh, had a, a couple of really strong outings. And and just looks like the kind of guy whose stuff is electric, uh, and and you uh, you watch him out there, and you're like, you know, this is a guy out of the bullpen who can uh, can really change games and influence games. He came in, I remember a game in Minnesota where he came in and, and gave them, you know, two plus innings of just dominant uh, relief pitching in a, a game against the Guardians. So uh, Cody Funderburk, uh, Jorge Alcala, uh, definitely guys to keep an eye on. Yeah, Joe, and uh, like you said, I mean, in a story you wrote earlier this week, I think on Monday, you know, ranking the uh, nine best pitchers in the in the Central, you know, you, you uh, Pablo Lopez was rated number one, and I was kind of, you know, I kind of questioned that. I mean, Lopez had a nice season last year coming over from Miami, uh, 11-8, 3.66 ERA. He made 32 starts. Uh, but then you look at the rest of the division, Joe, and – it's hard to argue that you know who else is there yeah exactly. I, I mean you know look at you you look at cleveland they lose savali and quantrill uh you know and uh bieber and tristan uh, mckenzie have injury questions and the other two, three guys are rookies so you know bybee had a great year last year but can he do it again and you look at at every other you know rotation in in the uh, in the central and it's hard to argue with that yeah, I, I think there's no question if Bieber is, you know, Bieber, if he comes back and he's healthy and, and strong, uh, you know, he's he could be uh, as good or better than Pablo Lopez for sure. But you don't know how long Bieber's going to be in this division. He, he He's certainly not going to be in the division uh, any later than the end of July. Uh, that's uh, I, I can't imagine that if, if he even breaks camp with the club. Uh, we know what the deal is with him. We know what happens to pitchers in Cleveland when they get to be in his position. So, uh, you know, you, I, you, I really hesitated to put him very high up on that list because we just don't know how long he's going to be around. Uh, and and Bybee has all the potential in the world to to sort of, you know, uh, climb that ladder, climb that list. Uh, but he's done it once. Let's see him do it again and let's see him do it for a full you know, 30 starts in a season, and and if he can, 
you know, continue to put up those kind of numbers. And uh, no doubt in my mind that, you know, the, the drive and the desire are there, but uh, he just hasn't done it yet. And, and that's the thing. And, and I think uh, out of all those, I think Gavin Williams is a guy who, if he just goes out there and stays healthy and stays consistent, he's got the potential to, to, I, I just keep closing my eyes and, and, um, and seeing Garrett Cole every time I see uh, Gavin Williams come on the mound. So, uh, you know, hopefully he develops and takes another step in his development this year uh, for Cleveland. Any arms uh, in in Cleveland's sort of stable right now that that could have breakout years this year uh, for uh, the Guardians that, you know, on this pitching staff uh, that, that you've got an eye on? Yeah, you know, I, I would I would like to see, you know, kind of Xavion Curry kind of take a step forward. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what kind of role he'll be in. He'll probably be one of those swing guys if he makes a club. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, he did such a nice job in that role last year. He gained some confidence. I think that's going to help him going forward. You know, you would like to see, you know, just as far as stuff, you know, Nick Sandlin, you know, really you know, kind of has dominant stuff against righties. He did a nice job against left-handers last season. You know, if he can stay healthy, which he did last season, uh, you know, I think he's, he's a guy that that's really going to help the bullpen, uh, you know, and, and a new, the what, uh, Scott Barlow. I mean, I'm anxious to see how he fits in Joe and where he fits in, in, in that bullpen at the back end of the bullpen with, uh, you know, with uh, Stefan and, and class A. Yeah, those are the uh, the, Barlow's guy, you know, big question mark in terms of, you know, what are we going to see out of him? Where are we going to see him used? How how is he going to to help uh, alleviate uh, some of the burden on Emmanuel Classe? Uh, It's a good problem to have, but, you know, we'll we'll see, you know, what role he has. Uh, You know, that you're talking about some of the top arms uh, in in the uh, uh, in the division when you talk uh, Classe, you know, Barlow. Uh, at the back end of the bullpen. So we'll, uh, and, and the name that we didn't even mention right there, if we're talking about closers, we're talking about, uh, you know, the, the most feared sort of stuff, I guess, right now, uh, uh, Johan Duran, uh, the, uh, the, the, the closer at, uh, in, in Minnesota, uh, we had to circle back to him. He, uh, he's a guy who you don't want to stand in there against because his, <laughs> Uh, you know, 100 mile an hour uh, fastball and then 98 mile an hour sinker splitter. Uh, they call it a splinker. It's uh, it, it's it's just heavy and it drops out of the zone and uh, all you can do is beat it into the ground for a, a ground ball. I think he was 99th in uh, in ground ball percentage uh, uh, percentile. So uh, th- that's the guy right now I- in the division. If you're taking one guy for one at bat one pitch that, that, that you've got to, uh, you know, uh, be afraid of or intimidated by it's Johan Duran. Oh, no doubt about it, Joe. The guy is six, five, two thirty. Uh, he's, he's topped out at around 104, 105 miles an hour. Uh, and it's supposedly his best pitch is a curveball. So I, I, this guy is, he's a monster. And, uh, at the back end of the bullpen, he had 27 saves last season for, uh, for the twins. And, uh, just, uh, he, you know, he, if you get, if you, if you get a lead to him, it's the game is usually over, Joe. Right. Uh, I, I feel the same way about him that I sort of felt, you know, mid season about uh, Felix Bautista 
the uh, the excellent closer for the the Orioles who wound up getting hurt. Uh, but like you said, if you get a lead to him in the, late in the game, he's it's, it's usually a done deal uh, at, at at some point, uh, in, and we'll we'll keep an eye on Duran. Um, Want to remind our our uh, listeners here, uh, subtext is the best way to get our thoughts on all of the uh, you know all of these rankings, all of these uh, you know thoughts about the pitchers in the American League Central. Uh, we've had some great conversations with our subscribers since I posted that story. Uh, at the end of last week, we've uh, you know had a, a couple of conversations here. I want to read to you uh, a couple of the the responses um, from these guys as as far as um, their takes on who the best pitchers in the division are, uh, you know, right now. Uh, and uh, you know, Bob from uh, Lake Worth, Florida. He wrote in. And he said he thinks that the guard Guardians' young trio of Bybee, Williams, and Allen. Uh, should be ranked among the top pitchers in the division. Uh, he thinks that eventually those three are going to lead the Guardians back to the World Series in the next couple of years. Uh, so that's from Bob in Lake Worth, Florida. Uh, there was a, a response here from uh, another reader in uh, in the 512 area code. He says, uh, Dylan Cease, Tanner Bybee, Pablo Lopez, Tarek Skubal, Emmanuel Classe, Scott Barlow, Andrew Chafin, Joe Ryan, and Johan Duran uh, are the top arms in the American League Central. And you can throw in uh, Tristan McKenzie and Gavin Williams for good measure. So a couple of responses there from our subscribers. Uh, You know, when we have uh, great conversations and great uh, back and forth with them on subtext, uh, you can subscribe by going to um, cleveland.com slash subtext or by sending a text message to 216-208-4346 uh, to join. It's $3.99 a month, and we'd uh, love to have you as part of the subtext uh, community here uh, following the Guardians uh, this season. Hoinsey, uh end-of-the-year awards, uh, Cy Young, uh, Rookie of the Year, are there any uh, you know potential candidates in the division who uh, you know you could see uh, maybe comp- contending and competing for those awards or even spots on the All MLB team uh, when all is said and done in 2024? Who's uh, who's a guy uh, maybe a dark horse candidate that you could see uh, coming out of the American League Central Division out of any of these five teams? Wow, that's a good question, Joe. You know, I would think you know. Um, you know, I, I would think, you know, maybe Ryan, Joe Ryan from from the from the Twins. You know, he's he's got a great two seam fast or a four seam fastball. It's rated one of the best in the big leagues. You know, he kind of was like a 500 pitcher uh, last year, le- 11 and 10. But you know, if he, uh, you know, if if the the Twins, you know, if he gets the support he needs offensively, I think he could be kind of not a dark horse because people know him now, but uh, he could be, you know, a significant. He could have a big year for for the Twins. I'm going with uh, Tarek Skubal, the lefty from uh, from the Tigers. I think uh, this is his, you know, big year, his breakout year, uh, and uh, and I think uh, you know he gets some consideration. He get, he'll get some some Cy Young votes if he stays healthy. That's the big. Uh, yeah. Question mark for 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 that guy. I mean, this this is a big dude. He is a big, strong left. He's basically Gavin Williams from the left side, if you think about it. And uh, you know, his stuff is is really strong. Uh, 
just uh, you know, I like watching him pitch and I like watching him work. Uh, I think uh, Scooble is a, a a guy who could have a, a really strong season. Um, you know, and obviously pa- Pablo Lopez, uh, you know, uh, should should probably have a pretty good year just based on the uh, the team that they're putting around him in uh, Minnesota. All right, Jose. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, hey Joe, one more. Uh, Michael Walker. I think mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously we all know him. He's a veteran guy. Uh, doesn't, but he went 14 and four last season with uh, San Diego, and um, you know only threw 134 innings, and that's probably the only thing that would hold him back. It looks like he's been on a pretty, you know, regimented inning inning, uh, you know, count um, over the last couple of years. But uh, that that's a dark horse for me. All right, that's going to wrap up our look at uh, you know some of the top pitchers in the American League Central Division. Uh, we'll come back later this week with uh, a look at some of the top position players in the American League Central. Uh, I think the Guardians might have uh, one or two uh, guys on that list as well. Uh, Hoinsey, we'll uh, catch up with you then. All right, Joe. 